All right. Hello, world. I'm your host, Pablo Quiroga, and this is the Field Talk podcast, online by Felixer. On episode 35 of Field Talk, we welcome Alfonso Luna Ventin to the show. Alfonso was born in Peru and now resides in Las Vegas, Nevada. So at the age of 23, Alfonso decided to move to the U.S., leaving behind his family so he could try out new things. And for the past few years, he's managed to balance a massive schedule, very stacked, uh, made up of two jobs and training for his next triathlon. Uh, he constantly searches for more time to train, eat well, and work. And cur- currently, he's an age group triathlete trying to get better day after day. Uh, let's hear what we are going to unlock today. Alfonso, welcome, my friend. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, when I came to Las Vegas, I didn't know nothing about sports. I never tried anything. I just started taking care of myself when I was maybe like 29 or 30 because my oldest brother, he always was telling me to try at least running. He was a avid runner. Yeah. He done a couple of marathons. Okay. Um, Here in the States or in Peru? No, he used to live in Barcelona. Ah, in Barcelona, okay. Yep, so once he came visiting me, um, we just tried to run a couple of, not even a mile, and I was almost dead with that. And I noticed that I had to do something with me. Then. So, so he, he passed on that buck to you a little bit. Yes, it's, everything is his fault. <laughs> uh, this thing is addictive. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So like, I, I want to give a little a little background as well. Uh, you know, one, one of the methods that we use here in Fuelixer is, uh, Fuelixer is to discover knowledge by having these chats, right? Um, they're very off the cuff. Um, you know, we just meet. There's really nothing pre-scheduled. You know, I don't really talk too much background about anyone. But I think that's really where we get to shine light on individuals, individuals like yourself who are kind of, um, have found a way to pave through their life with this addiction and passion for uh, endurance sports. Um, so, I don't know, I, I wanna hear more about your backstory um, in really into how and why you, you know, decided to come to the States. I know you, you grew up in Peru, you were there until your 20s, your mid-20s, right? Um, what what brought you over here? Was it in, did it intrigue you? You wanted to become a Yankee? What you know? <laughs> what was it? Oh, it wasn't like that. It was I never thought I was gonna be living in this country. Uh huh. Um, I came on my summer vacation and started to. Oh no! I had a girlfriend. Ah. So I was there, trying. I was trying to follow her. There it is. <laughs> and well, we split. Yeah, 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 okay. Bad stay. Um, yeah. I left my career in Peru. Well, I was, not my career, I was studying, I was going to industrial engineering. What, uh, La Uni? La Ricci. Okay. And I didn't finish it, but I'm here. So you're here in Vegas, and you you came straight to Vegas, or you went to another state? All, in, all, all my time in Vegas, Vegas yes. Okay. All Henderson in Vegas. Yeah. Have, did you travel uh, much before coming to Vegas? Did you travel outside of Peru? Or did you no, it was my Peru? first time running outside the country. Yeah, yeah. So what did you think about the strip and everything like that? Because it's much different than, you know, anywhere in Peru. It was a lot of light. Yeah, a lot of lights, right? 
Yeah, but very condensed in one spot. The mountains, though, are probably similar to the yeah, Canarias in Peru. Being from Lima, it's not like a big city, so you're not surprised about that. Right. Cool. So, at, at uh, in what year did you get the bug from your brother? When was that? That was 2009. 2009? Nine, yes. So how was that introduction to the sport? Was it something where you were just going outside and just randomly running? Or did he give you training plans? Like, how was that? Nothing. Let's go have a run. Like, just like that. And I think it was even when I hangover. So it was bad. <laughs> okay, so that, that's when he could actually convince you to do it. Yes. All right. Um... So why stick with it? I mean, why why even continue doing it? You started doing it hang, hungover. I mean, you're not hungover right now, so why are you doing it? Because, uh, like I told you, it's like an addiction. Then what's what's the what's addictive to you about it? Getting better, being in shape. Just take care of yourself. Yeah. Always get just those PRs. <laughs> yeah, the PRs. Everyone's chasing PRs <laughs> nowadays. That's tough when you're. Chasing PRs. Yeah, um, it is, but I like it a lot. At the beginning, just like I told you, never done anything, not, not even swimming. That is the hardest part when I try to. But you have to train and just find the time. So are you just a runner? Are you a triathlete? Do you do different types of um, events? Or? Um, so I decided with running, then a couple of years after, in 2012, I started biking. I bought a road bike, started just biking by myself, and then a friend of mine did a triathlon. So I said, um, if he can do it, I can do it. So that's what happened. I just trained for maybe two months, and I did my first sprint. Um, what is a sprint? A sprint is like the smallest distance on a triathlon. So what, what is that exactly? Uh, it's like 750-meter swimming. Okay. It's biking, I think it's six miles, and running three miles. Huh. Could do that. Yeah, anyone can Could do it. Could do that any day. Yeah. You going to do that Danny, one day? Ah, you know, why not? It's something <laughs> that, uh, it's, it's good for cross-training. That know. seems like a good intro yeah. to trying something different. Well, it's one right. of those things that, uh, as, as you've been talking, Alfonso, one of the poignant questions I think that comes up is, you know, we all find where our strengths and weaknesses are when you're in that, that three-discipline sport, you know, and so that being said, which, which of those three disciplines would you say is your weakest and how do you approach that particular discipline so that your overall performance exceeds your expectations? Uh, yes, like the weakest is for almost for everyone is the swimming part. And the only way to get better is training and try to go more times, like at least two or three times a week to the pool. So you, do you find you focus more on that as opposed to the running and the cycling? You put a little more emphasis on the swim? I would supposed to be doing it more, but with this weather, kind of sure. hard. Yeah. Yeah, a little challenging, you know, with the, the winter season. I think that's probably across the board for most yeah, endurance athletes. Is that kind of the off-season 
now for everyone? I would. It I is would for me. So, yeah. 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 Everyone kind of transitions into a little bit more strength training and things like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably core. Um, but yeah. Swimming for sure. I think like you nailed it on the head. It for most it ends up being the uh, the one that you know one needs to focus on more. Uh, it's, it always ends up being either five pounds swimming or running, right? Cycling always seems to come off as the easier of the three. Yeah, and you have always have more fun biking. So that being said, um, what what has the what does the evolution of your training look like? Where do you uh, where do you find resources for coaching and then implementation when it comes to training? Well, like I told you in the beginning, I just found everything on the internet. Then I had my first year, I just have a couple of races, nothing big. And then like I found out that I really like it. I went I was into it. So I started having a coach. Um been training with Paul Duncan for over a year now. And my training plan is like seven days a week nonstop. Um it's hard with my schedule, having two jobs, working graveyard, but it's doable. That's the best part. You can do stuff that you never thought you can do it. I mean, that, that's intense, man. Working two jobs and you still want to go out there and jump in the pool and ride a bike or run. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and, still, and still maybe, uh, you know, have some sort of social life as well. Because do you tra- do you train with any friends or anyone? No, of? it's like every, almost everything is done by myself. Because yeah. it's different kind of trainers that I schedule too, perhaps. Yeah. What would you say a standard wor- uh, a standard week? What does your training load look like uh, based on it's say like, hours? How many uh, hours about a week? from nine to twelve hours a week. <laughs> is that me? Is that all cut up? In- Running and swimming and biking, or yeah, yeah, the three of them. Okay, that's a good, that's a good amount there. Do you? Uh, what's your approach to, I guess, capturing um, your progress or no progress? I mean, do you use um, any metrics? Do you use any um, power meters? Do you, do you use anything in the swim part or? Just my Garmin. Yeah. On the bike, the power meter. Everything is done through training picks, Strava, all those. The standard. Standard, yes. Yeah, 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 for sure. Which, you know, has been part of the evolution, right? Before it was just running. You laced up some shoes, went out and ran, partially hung over, you know, and now you're taking a look at utilizing all of these tools, right? So when you take into consideration these tools that you had to learn about and then you start implementing your nutrition, what kind of, uh, what kind of feedback are you looking for now that you have these, uh, these instruments at your disposal? Well, at the beginning, is the hardest part is just to even understand all this new language, all these new measurements, try to use them. And right now, what I'm trying to do is just get better. Um, always try to plan what I'm gonna do for the next year and what are my goals. So that's what I'm trying to. I haven't decided which one I'm doing even 
for next year, but I have to do it now. Always just try to get better, faster, and use a better form. Yeah. How many events did you do this year? 2016. Uh, here in Vegas we have the Las Vegas Triathlon Club. So with them I did just, I think it was two or three races. And then it was after that, I did three more races. No, three in Utah and one here. Okay. And, and what type of uh, yeah. race were they? The, in, I did Full Ironmans or? I've never done even a half. Uh-huh. So I'm doing my first half next year. I'm going to be in St. George. But this year I did just three sprints and one Olympic. In one of the sprints, I did good. I was first on my age group. From, nice. So from 30 to 35. And I was at least on my age group in the top 10, so I'm good enough, I think. Yeah. So you, I mean, would you consider that you hit all your goals this year, or you're still... Uh, no, I'm mean, very good for myself. Yeah? You're happy then? Yep. Cool. Cool. Are you raising the bar for next year? Do you have any anything you're going you're gonna to push yourself a little bit more, or kind of just... I'm going to be doing at least two halves, so half arguments. And then whatever it comes, I haven't decided yet. Cool. So how's the the environment you think for someone who wants to start, you know, this space of triathlons or running, uh, cycling and swimming? Right, what what type of support system do you think uh, exists here in Vegas? At least for you. I mean, was it easy for you to find coaches and pools to go and train? Uh, the first thing is that those, just don't be afraid of do anything. Just try it, do it. Um, with triathlon, just the hardest part, like I told you, is swimming. So at least go to the master classes for swimming, or just get in touch with Las Vegas Triathlon Club. They are really helpful and they have a, all the info with coaches and all that. Have you heard of that, Dan? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of it. Is that, um, yeah, I guess, every, is there like a centralized um, source online where you can find out everything about what's going on in the triathlon world in Vegas? Yes, or is that fa- the one? they can go in Facebook just to is that them? Las Vegas Triathlon. Club. Okay, are they the, the main one? Yes. How many members do they have, do you know? Couple of hundred. Oh, cool. So, uh, Las Vegas Triathlon Club. Since we're on Facebook, then. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's good for resources for those who are starting out. You know, that interest maybe expanding on um, on one of the disciplines that they're already uh, already participating in. You know. It's so. actually one of my goals. I haven't told anyone yet. <laughs> it's actually one of my goals. So, and and I was doing. You heard it here first. Yeah, I, I um, I've been doing a little research on like where to begin. You know. Because everyone talks about, like, oh, yeah, I'm a triathlete or whatever. I do triathlons. And, I mean, I really don't know what that means. You know, as a cyclist, I can say, yeah, I'm a cyclist. And you're either a racer or you're, you know. Enthusiast, recreational Enthusiast, rider. you know, weekend warrior. Uh, you just go on group rides. 
which I love, and you know, I'm, I I don't race. I'm not you know the guy who's gonna go for the uh, the American crits and just rage, you know, in circles. I'm sure they're super fun, but it, I mean, my hats off to anyone that dives into that because it's like it's like taking a you know 20 foot barrel in Waimea Bay you know, and just going out on a hard, hard pace, um, just holding on. So, and so I, I kind of want to go into something where I want to push myself, but on, on like an individual way, you know, and I think, um, doing something like this where I can mix my past of, you know, surfing. Um, so I love the water, open water. I love, um, I love swimming. You know, I played soccer, so I enjoy running, and I've been cycling for the past couple of years. So you're ready. I, I, yeah, I wanna, I wanna dive into it, but it's kind dive, of like dive on into it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know, I don't know where to start though. You know, I did the research, and like the beginning one is the sprint, which you, which you mentioned, um, and I saw people doing it. It's like you attack each one, right? You're attacking swimming, you're attacking the run, and you're attacking the ride. Start the whole race. Yeah. Like, like it's it's above threshold, like yes. throughout the whole thing. Yes, at least one sixty, sixty-five. Yeah, you're not like pacing yourself or anything. You're just attacking, right? Um, so they have those here in Vegas. Yeah, those those are the most common here. Cool. When is the next one? The next one for the club race. They just put up the schedule a couple of weeks ago, and I think it's on February or March. Might hit that up, man. Might hit that up. So. I'm a starter, right? I got you sitting right here uh, on the podcast. Um, where do I start, man? What kind of shoes do I need to get? Where do I go barefoot? Do I go Inca style and just, you know, just barefoot like Incan trails or what? Uh, just at the beginning, just try it out. Like, just die and don't buy anything like expensive. You have anything right. you have, just whatever I got. Whatever you got. Not even, uh, well, you already have a nice bike, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got a road bike. That's enough. So I don't need a trash like a TT. Nothing. Just do that. I don't want to spend money, but I, I would, what I'm asking is like, you could, yeah, I can start with just my normal any bike. Any kind of bike, any kind of cool. shoes. Cool. So I got the shoes. I got the bike. Got the Garmin. Do I need anything? I don't need to even time myself while I'm running, right? Because it's so fast. Like, who just go hard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, swimming? What do I need for swimming? Do I just go in regular shorts? Your goggles and a wetsuit for this, for this weather. Yeah. It's gonna be cold. It's gonna be cold, right? Okay. Can I, can you use like a regular surf, uh, surfer wetsuit? I've seen, I've seen people no. with those. They're probably heavy, right? Because those are thick. Yes. Yeah, you, think, you take a look at um, the wetsuits are designed specifically for triathlons. You're going to have uh, less material, as I understand, underneath the, uh, uh, the under the arms. So you have right. articulation, whereas when, you, when yeah. we're surfing, you know, yeah. that's, you know, if you're out with a 4-3, you're not going to have very yeah. good movement. <laughs> exactly, you know? yeah. You need the elasticity underneath the arm so you can complement the swimming stroke. Yes. Right. Cool. Yeah, you'll be warm though, that's for sure. Yeah, nice, warm and slow. So then, okay, so we're, we're in a hypothetical sense, what we're talking about now, you are coaching Pablo, right, as a, as a, new, mm-hmm. as a new athlete to the sport. Um, for you, where do you find your mental focus, you know, when it comes to 
perhaps like day of race butterflies and then everybody talks about like the stress of the transition and where did where did you draw strength and, and develop your mental focus on the task at hand and that how can you apply that in a coaching sense to somebody such as Pablo? I would say it's always different for everyone but for me it's my family I'm always thinking of them and they're always be there for me but when I'm at least when I'm training and running on the treadmill I always try to visualize the the end of the race that I'm getting there and uh, that pumps me up. Uh-huh. That's a good feeling. Do you do any of that uh, neurologic training before you start? So, in other words, do you visualize the entire race in your mind before? Yes, that helps a lot. Yeah. When you do that, do you practice actually, besides just picturing a movie, do you include uh, senses? Like, do you try to imagine how it feels to actually even dive into the water or... You know, um, even in transitioning, being in that kind of like st- stressful state of mind where you got to put your shoes on and stuff. Do you what I always do that? is visualize the end of the race, like okay. me getting there. Oh, so you you, you you visualize yourself just in the podium? Yes. <laughs> okay. Not in the podium. That will be too much. Yeah, yeah, the finish line. The finish line. Okay. Well, because there's there's athletes that do a lot of, uh, I think it's called neuro-linguistic programming, where prior to a speech, prior to a presentation, prior to a race, they literally will sit in a chair, right, or a couch, or stand, whatever, somewhere quiet, and they, they close their eyes, and you basically play a movie of from A to Z, right? So from the start, they're just like, they see everything, you know? There's people that take it even further where, you know, they're, they're listening, even just, you're imagining, be like a director of the movie, right? And, and you, you know how it feels at the starting line. Like, are people talking to each other at the starting line? Are people being like, oh fuck, like, when is this race gonna start, you know? I mean, are, are people talking? Are they just really quiet? Do you feel like people nervous? You know, so they they start imagining that moment. Bam! The race starts. They imagine that transition. So every single little thing, they start feeling it. Right, as many senses as they can create. And apparently, it helps out a ton to lower your nerves and lower that heart rate right in the beginning. Um, I did this when I did my my last presentation. And it was like, because I hate speaking in front of people. You get me in front of crowd, bro, I got to wear a black shirt because if I don't, you're going to see just the shirt drenched from my sweat because it's nervous. It's nerve wracking for me. Um, but, you know, if I start doing these little things where it kind of helps me like release those nerves and just say to myself, hey, you know what? I'm going to be nervous. Accept it. You know, let's move forward. Let's get over this. Just start. Um, have you tried anything like that? Have you even heard of it? I heard of it, never tried it, but yeah. could be good for my next, next race. Yeah, let's do that. So, what's your process on planning? How do you plan 
for your race schedule? Do you just say, oh, I like the title of that race, or you know, I want to go to California and vacation there, so I'm going to go to that one? Or do you, how do you, how do you choose them? Uh, right now, I'm just trying to choose the closest races, so that's what I'm always trying to do, Utah. Um, and my next race there is going to be on May 6th, the St. George Half Ironman, and that's the championship here, American Championship. So it's going to be a lot of pros. The one in Saint, in Utah, uh, do you do it near Lake or? Yes, on San Halo. Okay. I haven't been out there, so I have no idea how that place looks like. It's really nice. Yeah, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. I'm cold too. <laughs> you go um, the night prior or just in the morning? I always go at least one night prior. Okay. Do you have any uh, pre-race rituals? Like, do you, do you have any rituals the night before? I woke up really early, some coffee and some nutrition. Like, it's trying to be prepared. Yeah. Okay. So, that, I mean, that's that's a good transition. We can shift gears into nutrition. I mean, you know, you you're like a ton of people out there, like myself. We're always nonstop. You know one hour to the next hour we're going from task to task and then at the same time we want to do this thing that we're super passionate about for me it's cycling for you it's cycling running and <laughs> swimming um how do you how do you what's your approach to nutrition i mean you know are you a fast food guy do you do you have a diet um do you have a nutritionist like what's your what's uh, i don't remember when the last time that i ate fast food um, that's a good start. That's a good one, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have a nutritionist. I just try to eat clean. What does eating clean mean? Clean means just nothing from cans, nothing preserved. Just Not, try to you, cook myself. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you cook any Peruvian food or is it mainly... Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the one guy Lomo saltado. Please. Yeah. Always try to replace rice with quinoa. Quinoa. So, some some good red, black, and good quinoa. Do you do, you do any uh, kiwichi? I've heard of kiwichi. I tr I had it, but I don't do it. Okay. I like it. I don't yeah, know how yeah. to prepare it. Yeah. Um, what else? Did you do any maca? Uh, I tried it too, but. Nothing. Don't use it, yes. Don't use it, okay. okay. But I heard that it gave you energy. Yeah, yeah, tons. I mean, I usually, like, before I'm gonna, before I know I'm gonna start my cycling season, you know, quote unquote, um, which means I'm gonna be riding at least like 200 miles a week, you know, over 10, 15 hours, um, I start taking maca on a, on a daily basis for like two spoons you know and it, and it won't start hitting me maybe till like a month after I'm taking it or I start really feeling it you know um, but I like it my, my family brings it from Peru they send it over so it's it's not from Whole Foods you know it's from Peru um, so so yeah but prior what, what about like so I guess like on a daily basis the, the nutrition regimen for some people are, is not as strict. Um, it usually is focused on maybe a couple weeks or a couple days before a race. So do you, when do you kind of like really start focusing on what you're eating prior to a race? Uh, is it months before or weeks or days? The 
maybe a couple of days before the race. All depends on how long is the race. You have to focus on your nutrition. So maybe it's just on a sprint, just at that a night before. Don't eat nothing heavy, no fiber. And on longer races, you have to be more careful with hitting those spots. Are you like a macro type of person? You're focused no. on. Yes. Always try to on my training, just be careful with the carbs uh-huh. or proteins. Just I'm not. I don't count the macro, micro. Yeah, yeah. I don't just do eat. that. You eat just clean. Just clean. Make sure it tastes good. Yes. What about you, Danny? You doing any races this year, man? Um, I don't know. Like, there's the uh, there's a Desert City uh, Crit Series that they just announced, um, which would be you know fun for the high intensity uh, racing at least to kind of just break up the monotony of training. Likewise, it'll be held in St. George, but um, that's like eight uh, races, right? Uh, I think yeah, I think it's an eight eight race uh, series they do alternating weekends something of that nature yeah, different venues <laughs> yeah so it's fun I mean like I said it'll break up the uh, the monotony of training um, who knows those would, maybe, those maybe jump, under- I might jump in with you with it'll be fun. I want to do everything you know, next it's year. fun you know it changes things up a bit uh, but I don't know like it's um, not to say that uh, you know you won't find me trying to trying to sprint out someday you know <laughs> um, likewise uh surfing background too so I like being in the water but uh, yeah and we'll see yeah, you say you both of you have to try some triathlon then mm-hmm. at this sprint distance yeah absolutely yeah I don't know about like January because it seems cold but no I no, try to let this anything after July after July yeah oh, okay good. that's seen, a great tip I like it already I've seen indoor actually there was a well, well, yeah, my what's undergraduate what's indoor try, like a Lifetime has these indoor things. What do you do? You just jump on a treadmill? I think that is, yeah. You you, you swim so many laps in a Stationary. pool. Stationary? Mm-hmm. I've done it on Lifetime. It's pretty cool, though. Yeah? It's a, way, a good way to start. Okay. So they jump in the pool. I think it's for 10 minutes. Just swim as hard as you can. They count the laps. Then you have, like, 10 minutes transition. Go into the bike for 30 minutes and then running for 10, I think. So do they have it in all in one compact space or you have to no, go throughout the whole To the gym? whole gym. Okay, so they, that's funny. So do they, do they like lock that day out just for this event? No, just, but you have like 10 minutes on transition so you're, you have time enough. Oh, okay, okay. So they don't count those 10 minutes? No, well they count the 10 minutes. But it, they don't count under the race. Okay. So there's like some buffer time. You're not standing there yeah. waiting for somebody to finish on a treadmill, looking at your watch. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm some people down watching you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what do you what do you like to do to kind of cut away and give yourself a, a little bit of break from the training? Do you do anything as far as cross training goes, like hiking, you know, boxing classes, anything like that? To just I always try to go hiking when I can. So I think. Even tomorrow I'm doing some hiking. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm, I'm going with some friends. Uh-huh. And right now there is the off-sea, so I'm just doing some weight training. Okay. So that helps be prepared for the next season. Uh-huh. You should try, maybe try to go to uh, Mount Charleston. There's some snow up there. Do some snow hiking. It's 
good, man. Snowshoeing, yeah. Yeah. Keep that cardio. <laughs> I keep tried. Cardio up. Yo, this Italian guy took me out there. He's like a mountaineer guy. Mm-hmm. He took me out, dude, and it was it was insane. Yeah, it is. It, is. it was insane. Like he did like we just know and everything. Like six thousand feet of climbing. You know, it was like eight hour hike. It was sick. If you ever want to go. You, do that. Yeah, it's a great deal more challenging than you think it would be. You know, yeah. I did that before too. A friend of mine took me snowshoeing. I was like, oh, walking in the snow. I know that's what I thought. Yeah, I've never you know, done we it. Went, we went two miles or something like that, and I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't sleep for forty-eight hours. Yeah, so done. yeah, I was done. I got back and you know I had a beer because and just to recover. Yeah, because I mean everything was hurting. It's it's easier to go out. Coming down, man, the the front of your quad your quads are just burning. Just burning, 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 you know, because... You're constantly um, flexed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Stabilizing your feet as you're walking through the Physics, snow. you know, it's, it's a complicated thing. <laughs> Topic for another time. <laughs> yeah. So Vegas, okay, so you've been in, you've been in Vegas the whole time. Um, you've lived in the States, but have traveled to uh, neighboring states. Are there, uh, is there one location you like more than the other, or do you just say that... It was... Hard at the beginning, like in Vegas, because the weather and everything. Sure. But now, after a few years, you start to notice that there is more space on the roads compared to at least LA, oh, big yeah. cities. Yeah. So there is no traffic. So whatever you want to go, just go. At the most you can take driving is 30 minutes, and you're there. So that's a good part of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, right, man. So, I was gonna. I wanted to ask you about sleep because you came in a little, you know, like you just woke up, I think. Um, and I did put my alarm on, but it was hard. <laughs> sleep is a serious thing, and I think we take it for granted. So, uh, what's your approach to sleep? Do you just kind of you do it when you can, or uh, do you do you kind of respect it? Uh, I always try to respect it. Uh, the least that I sleep is five or six hours and then uh, whenever good. I can yeah that's good are you a, like a nap power nap person that helps a lot power naps are the best <laughs> what about you you like taking naps if you can I don't, I don't nap all that often I feel like when I'm up I'm up and I don't uh, yeah. I don't like to push pause on that because I end up being a little more groggy than, uh, than anything yeah I, I mean I love the naps but like the part when you get like if I'm up, abruptly you know, if I'm woken up, like very just, you know, I kind of I wake up disheveled. Just like, I don't even work. I don't know where I'm at. Yeah. You know, I don't know where my phone is. Like like I'm hungover. You know, yeah. and this is like four o'clock in the afternoon or something. Sure. Um, but I love my naps too. I love my naps. For sure. But rest. I mean, you know, you can't buy rest really. No, but it's it's so yeah, it's so overlooked. You have you to know? respect it. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's. I think it's an intricate part of recovery. You know, you need a recovery time. So. Body, need, body needs a break. You know, the brain's always like go, 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 and the rest of it, you know, yeah. beckoning for a, a, a pause. Have you tried? Have you tried those uh, those like electro recovery things you put on your legs and it like zaps you? I look into it, but no, I didn't. No. What about like the the big like air pressure thing? Yes. What is that about? Like, what, this, do you think that stuff works? I guess they work. I haven't tried it. Oh, you haven't tried it? Okay. But they're expensive, so it must work. Yeah. 
should be a feature where they just have like a room you can go in there and do that. In some races on my Ramadan they have and you can try them. Some, there are some gyms that have that sort of thing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. more okay. of like a specialized gym as opposed to something that's, right. you know, general speaking. So you, you, Danny, you dabbled in, in some nutrition, right? You went to a little bit? Yeah, you, that's, that's you've my, some my educational background. Yeah, yeah I've had a, a few, couple of magazines. Had a few seminars, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Nutrition for dummies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I've looked at boxes, labels. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. So... I don't know, have you ever looked at uh, the approach that you think a triathlete would have, would have to take? Because it's, they're doing so much more than cycling. I mean, they're, I, I feel like, right? I mean, they're doing three different activities that involve, um, that include a lot of different body parts and, um, you know, biomechanical uh, situations. So do you think the nutrition would be different to someone Who's, diff- who's doing different activities, or is it, do you think it's just mainly based on, you know, the the endurance think, part yeah. of it, which is similar to cycling? There's, I, we, we sit in a kind of a lofty situation as a cyclist where you're on a bike and you can carry nutrition with you, whether it be in a bottle cage or in your jersey pocket, where, you know, with a, a triathlete, you're swimming, you're on the bike and then you're running you know so you don't always have the luxury of carrying the nutrition with you and that being said most of us that are out riding you know uh, we're, we're probably out three or four hours maybe you know maybe for the most yeah you know unless yeah. you're unless you're really kind of in that elite tier whereas you know somebody that's doing a, uh, a sprint or a, an olympic length uh, triathlon you know that that's a healthy dose of time so then you take a look at you know how convenient is it to you know you're not going to chomp on a chew while you're swimming, you know? You're not going to be drinking something while you're swimming. So, yeah, I think it takes definitely a bit more discipline. And like you were saying, um, planning your nutrition the day before so you are doing that carbohydrate loading phase and you can tap into it uh, the day of and then almost kind of refuel while you're on the bike and have the convenience of everything available there and then maintaining your... Uh, your hydration, right? So, like you said, in May you've got you've got a goal of doing a, uh, a half Ironman in St. George. Um, that goal in the near future, what are you doing to uh, perhaps change your um, uh, your your routine in planning for that kind of length? So, in the last week of my training. I have to follow this plan from my nutrition. That is, it's not that difficult or hard, but it's not. It's not only the last week. So you've been following in your whole training, and you have to just change a couple of things on the last week. For example, it's like no fibers, no nothing hard with fat for all that. So you're being conscious of what you're doing. Um, at a night before, just start with your gels and just be prepared just before the race. Oh, so you start eating gels? Yes. The day before? In, in, early in the morning, like 3 a.m. Really? You have everything ready before the race. So when you're after the swimming, your body is ready just to replenish more. It's not asking you just like I need this. It's just yeah. you're ready. So what? Um so why, why eat the gels? 
uh, like why not, you know, just, I guess, fuel yourself with uh, food? Because some of the yields are, has the things that you need. For example, they help you with your, all the things that you're using in the race. Mm -hmm. um, all the carbs that give so you like the it's energy. Already, it's already measured, you already know like yes. what's in there. Okay. Huh. That's insane. Because like I've, I've never eaten in jail like you know, before I'm going to go out for a century ride or something. Have you done that? Um, to kind of prime the pump, so to speak, I have, yeah. You yeah. know, it's one of those things Is that why I'm always falling off the back? <laughs> Jeez, that's probably uh, why. No, I don't know about that. It's, it's hard to say. <laughs> It's all that massive hair, you know, that, that mane of manly <laughs> hair you have right there. Haircut, okay, and it looks hair. good, too. Yeah, yeah, so get the aerodynamics going there. You yeah, know. yeah, I'm you just know, trying I, I think it's, you know, it's you're probably better off, you know, doing something like that, just like I said, to prime the pump, as opposed to having something that's got a little more of a caloric density. Yeah. I mean, where you, especially in swimming, the last thing you want to be doing is having a uh, cramp or a stomach ache, you know, because now, yeah. <laughs> now you're in a dreadful situation out in the water, you know. You don't so, want to do that, yeah. You know. Have you tried different gels? I and have found one that you really like. Yes, right now the one that, that I like a lot. Those are uh, what's the brand? Power Bar. Power Bar. Yes. Okay. Those with caffeine. With caffeine. Yes. So you you you're a caffeine guy. You like caffeine? Yes, I need it. Cool. Uh -huh. How much? Do you know how much you take a day? Caffeine? Yeah, just on a regular. On at, a regular basis. at least seventy milligrams. 70 milligrams. So you know your you know your you know your caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> you measure your grams. Well, one of my sponsors. So yeah. Is some cafe from Peru. Oh really? Yeah. Oh cool. Which one? Minda. Minda. Minda Coffee Roasters. Minda. Are they based in the U.S. or? Lima. They are trying to expand right now. Very cool. Do they? Are they exporting or? They're trying to do that right now. Cool. Awesome, man. What's? Um, how could I get some? Uh, you can find it on Facebook, uh -huh. like Minda Coffee Roasters, and just for now they send me at least a package a month, so it's working for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I do my own coffee in my house. I do everything there. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice, man. What kind of setup do you have? Uh, just have everything there. Yeah. <laughs> like French press, anything, Aeropress. Yeah. Uh, Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, Peru is definitely known for their coffee, and they they love, uh, you know, definitely working with uh, a lot of the organic, you know, approach to, to farming, which a lot of farming improves organic, but, you know, yes. in the States, we love or labeling it organic um, to put that sticker on there, which is made out of plastic. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it, Peru is well known for their coffee, for sure, for sure. I gotta try some of that. Um, Alright, so you love your caffeine. You like your gels. What other type of, um, you know, sports nutrition do you take besides gels? Uh, while training, I have my pre-workout, my while working out and after. So another of my sponsor is... Gotta get your sponsor's name, bro. Yes. They're gonna kill you. Um, <laughs> first in nutrition. Oh, okay, yeah. They're really yeah, good. Definitely, definitely heard of them. So I do almost everything with them. So they're they um, 
what type of products do they have? Is it mainly just pre and post? Pre, during, and post, yes. They have pre, during, and post? Yes. Cool. So is the pre a hydration? Like a powder? Yeah. Like a powder, yeah, everything is like powder. Okay. And the post is powder as well? Yes. First Endurance? Oh, fantastic, yeah. yeah. Out of Salt Lake City. I think you've used that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've used a number of their products. Uh, in addition to using EFS, which is probably the most frequently seen, uh, I've used Ultragen for recovery, um, and then I've also used Optogen uh, um, HP, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with Optogen. Uh, so that one helps uh, one utilize oxygen more efficiently and, and glycogen production. Um, Matter of fact, the, uh, one of my professors, uh, so Andrew Creer at University, uh, well, so Utah Valley University, rather, um, he actually did some of the peer reviews for First Endurance. So good plug for them. I think it's a fantastic product. Awesome, awesome. Well, you've been you've been get, Dan, you've been getting lately into the plant-based uh, yeah. approach to to your food. No? Yeah, as much as I, I as much as I control. Well, you dropped off already. Over, you're eating. No, 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 no. Or what? No, I love cows, man. Not to do anything. I still <laughs> okay, love them. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, I shifted my nutrition um, about six months ago, and it's all as much as I have control over plant-based. Um, so that being said, we some of the brands that we. We have uh, uh, Vega, or Vega, however you want to say it. Um, likewise, uh, pretty impressive. So, um, what, would, what would you suggest was, would, would be a good recovery, uh, I don't know, method using plant-based stuff? I mean, you, use, you know, just grab some lettuce, you think you recover with lettuce? Or you, what do you do in terms of nutrition, if, like a non-packaged good? Have you thought of that? Have you tried that out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. do you do? Um, well, as we mentioned earlier, quinoa. Quinoa is fantastic. It's um, um, as a grain, it has the highest protein content of of anything. So when you think about protein, protein really is simply there to build structures, and so you'll find that in your plants. Um, and so it will come down to uh, twofold: replenishing your glycogen that you just depleted during your workout, and the protein to help for muscle recovery and. Um, uh, re- rebuild uh, um, some of the structures that were broken down. You know, uh, it's important to have the, the glycogen, or in this case, it's going to be more your, your sugars, your glucose, right? So when you bring it in the form of carbohydrate, because of, uh, of absorption rates. Um, so one who wants to do plant-based, you know, you take a look at items like uh, quinoa. Do like a quinoa sound for recovery, and there's a lot of. Um, uh, other supplements out there that somebody can use. Um, I just mentioned one, Vegas one. Uh, I know that Hammer Nutrition has a uh, has one that's gonna be more plant based. Uh, just to name a few. So, what do you think of uh, diets? Diets, like daily basis. Yeah, like in general. Like, do you think? What's your opinion on diets? Like. Have you ever heard of like a keto diet? Oh, yes, and I yeah. tried it. You tried it? Yes. What was your experience with that? Um, or first, or first, was it like kind of like on a whim? Like you read it and it, you kind of just went off of what you read or did you have someone guide you? I did it all myself. Yes. Okay. And, and it worked. But I, when I was looking into it, I heard also there was, if you don't do it right, it could be kind of dangerous. And I did it for almost like five weeks. 
and I did lose a lot of fat. And besides that, it helps you with. It's like you don't need to have anything while while training or doing a race. Instead of having all these gels and all that, you can finish a small sprint race without having any kind of gels or anything. Hmm. That's interesting. Yes, because you're just getting everything from your fat. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been able to meet a lot of like uh, you know doctors mm-hmm. who are very much. You know, they're like scientists when it comes to keto diet. And then I've, I've met other people, you know, they just tried it because someone suggested it to them. So I was right there in the middle, lost, lost in, the, in the information, the void. Yeah, there's a lot of info. There's people that like it, people that love it, people that hate it, doesn't believe in it. Yeah, I tried it. I just couldn't find that it was something sustainable for me. Um, you know, I, maybe I, I didn't have the right guide, you know, the right information to continue to push forward I just think with that, but it's not good in the long term, so yes, I tried it, I think it was good, but I wouldn't do it on everyday basis. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know about you, Danny, or Alfonso, but when it comes to eating, you know, it's such a personal thing. And everyone has different goals. Everyone has different body compositions. Everyone reacts differently to the same food that us three could be eating right now, you know? That to follow something or or to have like a specific uh, approach to what I'm going to eat and what's going in in my body, um, I either need to have you know, a specialized person kind of guiding me through that or kind of just go off intuition, you know, and take that really long path to learning what works for me or not, you know, because that's, and, and for me, I don't know, I feel like for the past three years with, you know, cycling and I guess pushing my, my body to different types of limits that I've been used to in the past, uh, I've just been experimenting, you know, keeping tabs on it, observing how my body feels. I, you know, there's a, there's a lot of terms we hear out nowadays, and it's becoming uh, more in the forefront of our culture, um, and sustainability is one of those things. You know, and I, and I refer to nutrition, I think, in a sustainable sense. So just like we had mentioned earlier, Alfonso, like you said you tried uh, the keto diet for a little while, but it didn't, it didn't maintain. Um, I think the challenge is that perhaps it's a it's just a, a side effect of our culture we take a look at these extreme changes and specifically in context of diet you know when in all actuality what we're really looking for is that particular diet that we can maintain you know so that's why I take a look at sustainability and something that perhaps making subtle adjustments to our nutrition being that we're active athletes you know you're training 10 15 hours a week you know moving into something as extreme perhaps is uh as keto, as paleo, as, you know, just to try it out, you know, I'd almost be, it would almost behoove one to slowly move into those and then leave a, um, 
a training journal, I would say, you know, denoting all the, uh, the items you ate that day and, and weighed quantity and then take a look at your uh, training results and kind of do a, a scaled comparison as far as that goes, you know. Because I think once we start doing that, you move into creating that maintenance style of nutrition for you, a diet that you can maintain not just for five weeks or three months, but we're talking now the duration of, a, of your time as an athlete. Yeah, I mean, simple things are just even noting feel good, no. feel okay, no. don't feel good, you know, kind of like a, a, as, a, as a benchmark or yes. markers to to how your what, what your results are for, for a day or a week. Yeah, because we do important. that when we're trying out sport nutrition. You know, one gel may work for you and the other one may not work for you. You know, so we're doing it on a micro sense right there. But then when you take a look at everything in a macro sense, overall nutrition coupled with your rest and your training logs, you know, now you start to find that recipe that works specifically for you. Yeah, and you have to try at least some of here, some of there. So just be open to new stuff. Maybe that something works for you, something doesn't. Yeah. I mean, in nutrition at the end of the day, it's just one piece of the puzzle. You know, it's a very personal thing though, too. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's one piece of the puzzle because then you have sleep, then you have your training. I mean, these are all different components that go into, you know, uh, uh, an outcome. Uh, stress is a big one too, right? I mean, just yeah. You know, I, like not not that my fiance stresses me out, but having a relationship with another human, uh, or at work, or just in traffic, you you might come into situations where you have hyper stress, and how we react as a person to those situations um, affects. You know our, our performance on the bike. I mean, yeah. right? Because well, in a sense of distress too, right? Because you yeah, take a look at you took a look at you stress, which is the positive stress that we put on our bodies, and that comes from the training. You know, also the importance of recovering and resting from that. Yeah, because it it goes hand in hand those those two forms of stress. Oh right? yes. Because you take a look at you know as we mentioned, um, you know your form of employment. You you work quite a bit you know so there's the distress there but then you take a look at the eustress what we call therapy or outlet of training it's still demand and, and fatigue on the body and it's having that appropriate balance of, of rest you know yeah so like you know work creates that mental stress right uh-huh. I mean for example uh-huh. work can create that mental stress then you go out to go train to de-stress from that right but at the same time, your body is stressed. You're putting your body through a lot of stress, too. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a cycle, it's a vicious cycle, but it's funny because when you're in that physical stress, your mental stress is, goes down. Uh-huh. That's what you just said, right? Kind of like kind of an inverse. Yeah, you take a look at yeah. the, the, the distress and then balancing it out with the eustress that's going to help. You know, bring it back to what we like to no prefer this balance homeostasis, <laughs> yeah. right? No stress and net zero kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, well, that, that's why, you know, going away and unplugging from technology and all these other stuff, that's why I think that's kind of a, a sweet point in between those cycles. You know, because if you continue in those cycles 365 days of the year, mm-hmm. where are you going to end up? I mean, are you going to end up on a podium or are you going to end up? You know, in the hospital, like, yeah. which one is it? <laughs> you, you need your off time. Yeah. It's not always training or racing, just a couple of weeks, at least a year, just doing nothing. Playing Candy Crush. 
You know, whatever it takes. <laughs> Netflix, bro. Netflix. Come on. There you go. Chill. Netflix and chill, yeah. Cool, man. All right, Alfonso. Do you have any, you know, it's we're, we're here towards the end of the year, you know, 2016. It's almost New Year. So do you have any special shout-outs to your support team, um, you know, whether it's friends or family or maybe just yourself? You know, what, what's, um, do you have any, anyone you'd like to thank, you know, people that have been involved with you throughout this journey? Always my family. They've been there for me for since the beginning. My parents, my brothers. My parents are coming on just for my race on St. George. Awesome. So, awesome. Um, so, you know, you, you have a lot to look forward to at, at the end of that race, huh? Yes. Yeah. Big hugs. And then my sponsors, First Endurance, Minda, Coach Paul Duncan. And thank you guys for having me here. Of course, yeah, it's, it's our great. pleasure. Yeah. It's our pleasure. Good chat. Definitely. A lot of you good know. ideas for, uh, for individuals who are wanting to start out. You know, it's good to... It's good to hear from those that have been through the uh, the trial and error phase. You know, not that we're not through that ever, but you know, you got through the uh, the hardest part, which is getting started, and now it's added motivation for those who are like. Pop yeah, any, anyone can do it. At least start with a sprint. Yep. Or do an indoor. Yeah, anyone do can do it. Shoeless, bro. Barefoot, Incan <laughs> style. There we go. Yeah. No, I love I love that approach because like, you know, some people are like, oh, well, you need these shoes that are like three hundred dollars. You need this bike that's ten no. Gs. You know, and you need these shorts because they're gonna make you go three seconds faster. Yeah. Uh, and if you'd it. like, I got a masseuse's number. He'll massage you an hour before, and you'll be prime. <laughs> um, listen, if you want to try out something new, if you want to push your body to a, to a space that you haven't been to before uh, you know just get out of bed and jump in right yeah I think that's your message and I think that every, everyone should hear that because that's not only an approach to endurance sports that's an approach to life you know um, not 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 everyone has that we definitely respect that man uh, how can people connect with you and get in touch with you? You know, maybe they want to support you in your journey. Uh, maybe they want to follow you in your races. Uh, where do you live in the digital world? Uh, you, they can follow me on Facebook or Instagram. And you can add those links on the... Yeah, yeah, end. I'll post it up on, on the website for sure. For sure. What's your Instagram name? Fonso with an C dot L-B. F-O-N-S-O. No, M-O-Z-O dot L-B. Perfect. On Instagram, Alfonso, look out for him. Up-and-coming guy here in Las Vegas, uh, originally from Peru. Uh, much love, man. Good to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you. Danny. Pleasure. Appreciate all the insight, man. It's been it's been great, you know. It's all part of the community and and taking the strengths that other people have and building on those, you know, that's, uh, that's, what, that's what keeps us all going. That's how I feel. Awesome, guys. Uh, this has been the 35th episode. Um, look out for us in the new year. we got some really cool um, adventures and shows coming up. So have a great one. Take care.